Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, business and mindset coach, author and speaker, and the creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand and a profitable business and become the creative rebel you set out to be. Now is the time to be courageous and become a bold and powerful voice in your industry. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Amazing to have you here. Today we are talking about video, how to create authentic video, giving you ideas. As you know, the powers that be that rule the world want more video from us. (laughs) So, So I thought I would get an expert on to come and talk to you today about some great ideas about how you can embrace video more, how you can just be authentically you and how you can look at different ways of using it in your business as well. So hopefully this is going to get your creative juices flowing and get some ideas happening as well. Yeah. And you can obviously send me a DM and let me know how you feel about using video. Let me know. I want to hear all the things. Is it fun? Is it not fun? I think I already know the answer, but hopefully we are going to get you in the creative mood. So today I'm talking to Rebecca Saunders. She is described by her clients as the video ninja and is a sought after video expert who works with business leaders, course creators, and speakers to ensure they make their impact on the world with video. Everything she teaches, creates, and offers has been designed to save you time, save you money, and remove the stress when making video. We're going to dive a little bit into her story, but at the age of 22, she packed her small bag and booked a one-way ticket to Sydney with her laptop and just $500 in her pocket as she boarded the plane. And she had a dream of living in Australia and building her own company to sponsor herself to stay here. A thing that I'm hearing a lot of people doing around the world. So fast forward a decade and Rebecca has built a global production company, has a purpose-built film studio in Sydney where she produces live virtual events and education content and has a selection of online courses including her signature program, The Video Academy, to help make our video journey just that little bit easier. So we're going to be talking about planning to create confidence on camera, being authentic and human. She's going to give us a few video tech tips, but really looking at how we can be more consistent and also how we can really step into repetition to build our brand. So I think that every business owner should listen to this. I think that you know, video isn't going anywhere and finding a way that really works for us. I think that's something that I have found has worked for me. Really looking at when am I in flow? When is my energy at its best so that I can create video without a struggle and I can do it and have some fun with it as well. So as you know, I have repurposed some of my lattes and lives for the podcast as well. And so that's been really great doing live video, cutting it up into snippets and then repurposing it for the podcast. So we can get a lot out of the content that we create. And hopefully today's episode is going to have you thinking about what else you can be doing. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Rebecca, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thanks for having me, Suze. I'm excited. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. Now you are, the, I'm just going to say it, you're the queen of video. You're the woman I see all the time <laughs> talking about video, teaching video. So how did you get into this crazy business? Oh my gosh. That's actually quite an interesting story because um, I fell into the industry of video um, because I was moving to Australia and I wanted to build a company that would sponsor myself to stay in the country <laughs> and so my background isn't in video um I do very basic videos myself hence I teach how to do it from a DIY perspective and film with the big crews now but when I started the business um it was very much around oh I can see that this has legs I can see that there's something here let's build a business on video so I was the business head and then I've strategically bought in videographers and editors around me over the last decade. That's got bigger and my little black book has got um, stronger. But that's how I got into the into the space Like my space wasn't my head wasn't in. I love video. Let's you know, let's make a business on it. It was how do I sponsor myself to stay in the country that I want to live in? <laughs> I love it. So what had you been doing prior to that? I was actually in journalism. So um, I was doing local journalism for my local newspaper. I dabbled a bit in PR to see whether I liked it um, and did quite a lot of copywriting. So I actually only had a proper job for all of nine months. <laughs> a proper job. <laughs> and so when you were looking at what business to create, why, was, why did video come up? Where did the inspiration or what was the catalyst for that? Yeah, like I, I was um, back when I moved to Australia in 2012 and, and the scene has changed a lot now in terms of networking. There was a lot of networking events for individuals, right? I'm sure you can remember back yes. to like where like every other night you could go to a, a thing and start talking and sharing your story. And I remember getting um, with a couple of videographers talking and they were super passionate about their craft and what they were doing. But they were talking about the fact that it had taken a really long time to create something or that it had gone completely over budget, but they couldn't ask the client for more money because they'd already quoted on a specific thing. And my head went to, oh, well, surely you just put boundaries around that and, you know, set up some kind of system so that you're really clear about what the deliverable is and you stick to it. Because as creatives, you can go, oh, take me four hours and then you'll fiddle with it for eight yeah. But you're only still charged for because that's what you told them that you charge. So that's where I sort of fell into it going, I can take the magic of you and your creativity and I can turn that into a business that can help the clients. So I was, I sort of at the very beginning was describing myself as um, someone that would, you know, you know, when you talk to a web developer and they have, you have absolutely no idea what they're telling you. It's a completely different language. Like I felt like I was the translator between okay. you know, video speak and what clients wanted speak. And so that's sort of where I started to bridge the gap. I love it. And so who were you targeting when you first started this business? Who were you working with? <laughs> my first client was LinkedIn. Um, oh my gosh. How did that right? happen? Um, so at these networking events, which coincidentally you signed up to, you went to, there was free booze involved. Anyone and everyone was there chatting away, having a conversation. And most of my clients became, well, almost 
not friends as in let's hang out in a social perspective, but it was friendly in the sense that we got on personally. Mm. Um, So that's how the conversation happened. So LinkedIn was a client, um, BOC became a client, Hitachi became a client, you know, and it was very small, you know, they're very big names and I was in no way, shape or form doing six figure deals with them, but I was um, making videos and having conversations at a level that didn't need me to be a specific supplier or go through huge um, tendering processes to get on their books. It was small, get in, get it done, have a great time, deliver a great product, get out, repeat. So while I had big name clients, it was very much smaller projects that I could turn around fast. And so what sort of projects were you doing? So with LinkedIn and that, what did they want you to do? A a lot of my projects, and it's still the same today, client case studies. So case studies and event videos were my top things. So case study videos, you might also consider them as testimonial videos or client story videos. For us, it was about going on site to our client's client, um, doing a couple of interviews with a few people, getting some B-roll content. So all that nice overlay, beautiful stuff that also tells the story um, and editing that together. And that for us would be, and still is, half a day on site, a day of editing and the job's done within two or three days. So it was about making that process really clear and simple, which meant they had client stories to share that got them more clients. So the more clients they got, the more stories we could share. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) I love that. And so that was the primary work that you were doing at the time. Very much so. Yeah. And actually, if I look at my corporate work now, it's still the majority of my corporate work is client case studies. Wow. I love that. That's so good. And so when you started that back in 2012, what has kind of evolved for you since then? Like obviously the market's changed a lot too. And so how have you evolved with it? Like what have you been doing, I guess, more recently? Yeah. So as the market's evolved, um, we've, and when I say the market has evolved, it's evolved in two ways for us as a, as a video industry. Number one is social media platforms and the market wanting and demanding more video from business owners and large organizations. On the flip side of that, technology companies have enabled everyone to have access to video equipment and YouTube's enabled people to watch the tutorials. So, you know, we're all carrying around phones that have 4K cameras in them. Like that's mind blowing, you know, like if you know how to use it, you can create some really great content. And so you've got the ability now to go and buy the stuff and film it yourself and the demand for content. And so from an industry perspective, it's changed several fold again, because you've got new people coming in that don't necessarily have systems and processes and business running, you know, now. So they're coming in creating content, sometimes really amazingly, sometimes really poorly kind of the luck of the draw, depending on who you pull in. Um, And then you've got people who want to create it themselves because they think it's going to save money. And so where I've enabled myself to grow is I've extended my production team globally. So my little black book, as people have moved around, has extended. So I can deliver for my clients productions now in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and some parts of America, which is great for my corporate clients. But on the other side, we now teach people how to film their own content because we'd be stupid not to. 
right? You can you can go and buy it. Why would why as a small business owner would you spend five thousand dollars with me to create one video when you could spend, you know, a thousand dollars to learn how to do it and then create as many as you want? So for us now, it's about training people how to create content for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're right. Like obviously, the big social machines demand more and more content, which I think is like a whole other conversation. Yeah. But when it comes to the clients that you're working with, where you're teaching them how to do their own video, what are the biggest issues that you see for them? What are the struggles? What are the things that they're kind of coming up against to be in this new world of video content? I think there's, there's so many directions here. So I think you can look at it from a perspective of I've got the equipment. I don't really know what I'm doing with it. I'm going to give it to a team member and we're just going to kind of hack our way through it. And that's always going to be a bit of a problem because you get into the way of you're always chasing your tail. You know, you create one thing. It's not amazing. So you either leave it on the side or you put it out there anyway and then run away and don't want to do it again. And so um, you kind of get into that momentum where you're chasing your tail and not really wanting to do anything. So where we bridge that gap and tell people to start is really just to get the planning done. Because if you can plan six or 12 videos, so if you can plan thinking about your frequently asked questions is where, my, where I start everyone, mm. all the questions that you get asked all the time about your product or service, if you can list them all out and then answer them with a video, uh, you've, you've got a dozen videos there ready to go and you're answering people's questions, you're telling people about your service and you're building that authority piece for you. And so with that planning, you can create all of them in one small amount of time and share them out once a week, once a month. 12 videos could be a whole year's worth of content for some businesses, right? Which when you start thinking of it that way is easy. So it's that, I think the crux of that for me is not giving time to planning, um, not giving it the due course to plan and therefore create. So, yeah, you know, it's something that is a, oh, I must do that quick. Let's do it in quickly five minutes and not really think about what I'm going to say or what it's going to look like. And that's, that's the biggest downfall, I think, for, for a lot of people is yeah. that planning piece. Yeah. And what about on a personal level? Because I know, I think with a lot of my clients, like there's a, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of what are people going to think? There's a mm. lot of like, I'm not confident enough with this. What, what kind of things are you seeing and what sort of conversations are you having? There is still a huge thing around confidence on camera. And I find it, I mean, I've been talking about confidence on camera now for nearly a decade, Sue. So I'm like, I feel like I'm on a record on repeat, right? So um, the hard thing for people is the, the cold, hard truth of it is you don't like what you look like or what you sound like on video. I mean, even now I look at some videos and go, oh, your right eyebrows like a little bit higher than the, than the left. Like, <laughs> and your, your left eye does this weird twitchy thing, you know? And so you could critique yourself to the absolute max, which means you never put that content out. But my twitchy eye, which, you know, you, no one would probably notice, but me isn't good, you know, shouldn't stop me putting that video content out because I'm the only one that's going to notice that problem. And so it's, it's that perception of, if you have the ability to film the content, make sure you're delivering quality content for your audience, but film it and get someone else to distribute it, edit it, put it out there. 
you know, if your biggest fear is you don't like the sound of your voice or what you look like, just stand in front of the camera and don't watch it. Like, you know, don't watch it. Don't listen to it. Give it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, because it's that fear that stops you from showing up, which stops that consistency piece, which ultimately means you're not creating the content that your audience wants to see and that the social media platforms annoyingly want to promote. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's one of the key things. And, you know, you're starting with, out with something. Very few people are going to see it or watch it. So she says so, before something goes viral. You know, well, <laughs> I, I was talking to a client the other day who accident, she was telling me, um, it was on a podcast that we were talking about videos. And she said that she did this really half-assed ad hoc video that was just a, hey, um, I've got this thing coming up, just wanted to let you know and invite you, blah, blah, blah. And whatever it was about, she thought she'd put it on a private YouTube link and it was actually a public YouTube link. And fast forward to today and it's got over a million views and still converts her customers. And she goes, go. if I'd known that I'd gone public, I would have pulled that down straight away. You know, I, w- I wouldn't have pushed it public at all. And so well, I think we've just got that thing of put it out there and just see what happens because... <sighs> Content, as annoying as it is, is like chip paper, right? It's like newspaper. It's there one day and then like gone the next, particularly in those feeds. So I know that sounds daunting for people that haven't created content going, well, what's the point if no one's going to see it? It's that consistency piece that means that the more content you create, the higher up in the feed it goes. And I'm not a social media person, but you you know, you know, the repetition, the more you create, the more people are going to see it. So start small and have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I've found, and I joke around with my clients about um, this as too, is that you'll sit and you'll pour over something. You'll like craft the message. You'll share it. You'll think that it's just like the bee's knees and uh-huh. you'll, and then it'll kind of sometimes fall pretty flat. And when you're in flow and you're inspired and you just kind of like share something from the heart, that's the stuff that then like gets the biggest views as well. So sometimes... Yeah. I think that there's a balance between planning and executing and depends on the format, but also just sharing like from the heart. And I know one of the things that you talk a lot about is creating authentic videos. So I'd love for us to dive into that a bit. Like how can we be more authentic when we're looking at our video strategy, when we're looking at the content that we share, when we look at like how we're creating those videos as well? Mm. Um, My number one rule here is to remember that we're all human. You know, we are all human. So, um, you know, I can hear it in my voice now when I'm thinking things through. You know, I say, um, I do, you know, I pause. I have little nuances that happen with my hands and my face as I'm doing things. That's okay. You know, you don't need to be pristine, perfect, because everyone has those things. So, when you're being authentic and being natural on camera, it's okay to have those little stumbling blocks. Obviously, if you stuff up completely and it's, you've said the complete wrong thing, or, you know, you've gone down a rabbit hole that you didn't really want to stop, reset, start again. But the occasional mishap of a word, no one's going to pick up on that. I don't beat yourself up about it. So for example, I remember 
sending uh, video messages out to clients. Um, when Bonjouro started out, a friend of mine started that, it's, it's gone nuts now. It's a platform for enabling you to send video messages to clients. And it, I, I sent these messages and someone said to me, I loved it so much. I was so inspired that I tried it myself. And I did one video message to a client and I stuffed up the ending and I spent an hour trying to send something that was only 60 seconds long and I still didn't get it right by the time I'd finished an hour later. And it's only because she stumbled on the final little bit and didn't say it quite right that she then spent an hour trying to get yeah. it right. So one of those key things there is, is remember that you're human, right? So I think that's number one. Number two for me is be a Sean, don't be a sheep. You know, so, right? <laughs> um, you, you can stand out and do things your own way, which means that you don't need to feel forced in the mannerisms that you're putting forward. Um, where I see a lot of people fall down in the authenticity space is they look at people and get inspired by other business owners, people in their industry. Um, you know, they're out there everywhere. We're following them online. We're constantly beating ourselves up about, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, yeah, they've said that better than I could say it or whatever, whatever, whatever. We either use it two ways to go, oh, I'm never going to be as good as them. Or we go, right, I've got to do it the way they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's where you end up in that phase where you're not feeling comfortable because you're not being you. Now you're not doing it in your own way. So finding your own groove, if you talk with your hands, talk with your hands. If you don't talk with your hands, don't bother. You know, if you've got something to say for two minutes, say it for two minutes. You don't have to say it for 15 just because someone told you that, you know, the average time of a good video is 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's it's not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you don't need to do things in a certain way just because other people are doing them. And, and that's, the, that's the key thing. Be a Sean and remember that you're human. Yeah. I think one of the things that people struggle with is that because of the tech a little bit sometimes, it's like when they see somebody else's video, they're like, oh, well, that looks good. How do I do that? And they get so stuck in the tech as well. Mm -hmm. What are some things, and I know like you were just talking about Bonjuro, I know quite a few of my clients use it as well. Um, what are some things that can make it easy? So one thing, one thing you could do to start with before we do the tech side, one thing you could do is just spend a couple of minutes scrolling back, scrolling right back to the beginning of someone else's YouTube channel or their time on socials and see what their video one looks like. Because chances are their video one looks very similar to your video one too. So, you know, you can take yourself off the hook there. You're comparing your video one with their video 10,000, for example. Yeah. So just put that into a little bit of perspective. But to make it easy, just keep it simple. You don't need to spend a lot of money on video equipment for it to be good. Um, I talked about the fact that we have mobile phones in our pockets, you know. Um, they've all got 4K cameras, so you can use that. Use that to your advantage. You, you've already got the camera. You could invest in a webcam. So you've got a webcam on your phone and you're talking a few hundred dollars in terms of a pair of headphones or a pair of AirPods that will act as a microphone. So don't feel as though you've got to go and spend a lot of money to get all the kit because quite frankly, the number of people that go and buy loads of equipment and then other people that have all the gear and even more no idea, like 
I've seen a lot of people spend a, a lot of money on equipment that they just don't need um, or just has confused them even more. And I think one of the things you can do then once you've got your basic equipment, maintain your eye line and just keep natural, um, you want natural light in front of you. So have a window behind your computer. One of my favorite hacks is to put Google up on my computer screen behind me and just turn the brightness up really high. I don't need a fancy light. I can just have my computer screen. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's keeping things simple and just getting it done is going to be your starting point. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, I mean, all the social apps have got some of their own video like built in as far as editing goes. I'm loving the little templates in reels at the moment. So I'll see somebody's video and you'll hit the template and then you just add all of yours and it times it out and makes it look good. And I'm like, that's, that's so good. (laughs) That's so easy. So I'm loving that at the moment. Uh, But the other thing that I use a lot is Zoom. Mm -hmm. So I just will start a new meeting by myself and I'll just hit record. Now, the other thing in Zoom is that you can set it in the video settings for low light. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can make it brighter as Correct. well, which yep. I think is really good if you do have that issue. But that's something I've been using loads of at the moment. Like I just hit record and I just speak to my camera oh, and go. I create videos and whether it's for my courses or whether it's for social or whether it's for a testimonial for a client. Um, and it's just, that's been such a really like an easy way to do it as well that I found is good quality. Very much so. Yes. And if you've got a good camera, so if you've got a good webcam, again, your Zoom connection is fantastic. Um, It will come down to whether or not your internet connection is stable. So if you are listening rurally or traveling around um, and you're on a Mac, I do QuickTime. Use QuickTime. It's very, very similar, but it just enables you to record the content without needing to be on the internet to record. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like these platforms we use every day it's just now thanks COVID um but it's you know it's just knowing how to use the stuff that's around you um I love that you said use use zoom so if you're using zoom or your webcam I like to push everything right to the top of my screen so that my eyes yeah we all like to have a look at ourselves you know who doesn't like on camera but my eyes don't drop too far down from the camera I've got everything really small so that my eyes stay at camera height yeah. yeah, so good. I love that. A little bit of tech tips there. I want to come back to authenticity as well. I know that you're just saying, you know, let's be human, make sure that you're just being you and whether you've got mistakes or not, like it's totally mm. fine as well. And I also think that the more we do it, the more we get used to ourselves. Like I'm pretty, I have no response to myself these days on video because I do it so often. So yeah. I think also just knowing that you get really comfortable with it, like the more that you do it too. But is there anything else around, I guess, showing up authentically, sharing our message that you talk and teach clients about? Yeah, I think one of the things, and I alluded to it earlier, is you do sound like you're on repeat. You know, you you really do. And so you could have those 12 questions and you could answer them in slightly different ways, but you're still answering those 12 questions and the chances of someone seeing all four answers to the same question is very minimal. So you do get used to it because you practice and doing more means you're practicing more, which means, you know, you don't have reactions to yourself and you're okay with those nuances and you get better with time, but you do, end up feeling as though you're on repeat and that's okay. You know, that's completely okay for two reasons. 
Number one, you're still showing up on camera, number one. And number two is you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time you want to get on camera, right? So you could recycle the, the types of content that you're talking about or the types of things you're talking about every quarter. So you really, it's just a refresh. It's not a rethink. And I think that's one of the things we can really have a lot of fun with when it comes to that being comfortable, being confident, being more authentic, because the more you talk about it, um, the more natural you're going to become on camera, which means your messaging is going to get more condensed as well. So that's when you can start to have a lot more fun with it. But don't overthink it. In a video, people overthink the tech, they overthink the content, they overthink where it's going to go. If I told you you could just start with 12 questions on your iPhone and you could just repeat that every quarter, it, it makes it easier, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you say that, you know, one of the things that makes a really strong brand is repetition. Mm-hmm. So reputation is built on repetition. So the more that we talk about what we talk about, our content pillars, the things that our clients need to know, all the rest yeah. of it, then it just reinforces it because also people need to hear it 10 times before <laughs> they remember it too. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I love that. I think that's really important. Um, And so as far as sort of content ideas and that sort of thing goes, what are some of the things, obviously we talked about, you know, uh, planning out, say, the 12 videos, Mm -hmm. the things that uh, frequently asked questions, obviously like some of your content pillars. Is there anything else that you talk to clients about when it comes to their content? Like I think there are some key videos that you should have as, as a business. So a a promotional video is what it's historically called, but you know, a video that says who you are, what you do and why you do it. You know, that that's something that you can go on socials. It's something that can sit on your landing page. It can be embedded in your LinkedIn profile and shared with prospective clients. And it also means that prospective clients and people following or wanting to learn more about you can actually see it from you you know, saying what you do, why you do it, getting that emotion across. So a promotional video is number one. If you're, if you're going to be investing in, investing in video, uh, that would be my number one place to start. Yeah. Second to that would then be your FAQs, your regular stuff that answers the questions. And third to that would be your testimonials and client case studies. So testimonials, you can get people to use Bonjuro, Zoom, anything like that to get them, or you can scale it up and bring in professionals to go and film your client on their location. You know, you don't need to, there's sliding scales of productions in in all things. So they're your three starting points. And then on social media, I think one of the key things to remember is you don't need to jump on every trend. You know, like how many business owners are sat there now going, oh, but how do, I, how do I make my business fit that model? You know, or how do I make my business messaging fit these pointy things? You know, you don't need, again, it comes back to that Sean piece. You can utilize the platform in that 15, 30 second model without having to try and fit into something that you don't feel comfortable fitting into. So it, it's about really not wasting time, getting caught up in the minute detail of jumping on a new trend but instead stepping back and going, well, I've already talked about this. Could I just talk about it in a shorter fashion? 
or can I talk about it with some music underneath it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. And I also think just like where you're talking about testimonials or client case studies, things like that and planning, like even for me, one of the things I'm about to go to retreat, like the day, the day after we're (laughs) recording this. And so one of the things that we do, and it's just kind of thinking ahead is that um, we do a really nice lunch on the Friday. It's like a long lunch and people normally get dressed up. And so we try and do a video like at that time with our clients, because they're already like, they're excited. They're like about to head out. They're all dressed up. They look amazing. And so we just try and get 30 second snippets where we might ask a single question of like, how have you found the retreat and what's been your biggest takeaway? So I think sometimes just having something short and sharp, um, when you get people at a certain time as well, can be really good. You completely hit the nail on the head and I do it in my film studio, right? They'll People will come in and film their whole online course with me and they haven't got the finished product yet, but they're in front of the camera. I'm like, before you go, can you just let us know how your experience has been and what it's been like for you? And they're like, sure, great, amazing. Like, When's this going to be ready? In a few days? Oh, amazing. Wow, within a week. Like, and so they start talking and you've got them. You know, if, you, if I then said a week later, yeah. do you mind doing me a testimonial or can you come back in and jump in front of the camera? I wouldn't get that content. You know, so you're, you're right. It's planning ahead, having those videos there. I know we're talking specifically about video, but you could set another device up to take photos or a time-lapse of you filming your content or a time-lapse of your lunch or photos of you filming. All this is extra content. It's just about almost having a checklist to go, right, I'm filming this content or I'm having this lunch what else can I do that's not going to take a lot of effort that will give me maximum leverage of what I'm about to do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love this a reel that's like, everything is content, everything is content. And I, that just <laughs> always makes me laugh because even I went out with my daughter, um, we went to the NGV, uh, the National Victorian Gallery, and I was just taking videos, like six second, five second videos, and they all just sits in my phone. And, you know, I know that at the moment, uh, quote images on a video background work really well in reels where you don't have to be on camera. Uh And, And so I'm just really conscious of that now. I just think it's about also playing. Like just being playful with like what your, what videos you're taking, what photos you're taking and just seeing like, well, how can I use it or what fits or yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things there is you don't have to do it all. Yeah. You know, you really don't. If you just want to play with reels and do that, just do that. If you just want to batch create a heap of content and it goes out in your newsletter, amazing. You're still doing it. You know, it's um, the overwhelm of constantly needing to do all of those things can be very crippling so but you're right you you can make videos without being on camera and just taking snippets everywhere I think is really cool yeah and I feel like this was years ago now uh you know I used to say to clients who are really scared like just start with taking a picture of your work or a video of your work and then write a caption or write something Mm -hmm. and then maybe just take a still of you and then write something. And it's almost like baby steps. It's like just just get comfortable with one thing and then kind of move on. And I think video is just so like that. Yeah, very much so. It's it's baby steps into it. You don't need to be documenting everything. I think there's some people out there that go, well, I don't, I don't want to show the inside of my house. I don't mm. want to show my kids. I don't want to show my dog. I, I, 
I don't know. What, 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 why? Like, why do I need to do all of that? It's okay. You don't have to, you know, share what you want to share. Don't need to go into all those things and just do baby steps. Do that one thing, commit to making one video a week. So that's the first thing you do on a Monday morning. And it's the non-negotiable, you know, before you even open your inbox, jump on and answer a question, tell people what you're going to do this week. Yeah, I love it. One of my clients um, shared a thought with us uh, a little while ago that I've loved and that I think is a really good one. And she just decided because she was struggling to be visible mm-hmm. and she just decided that the thought was, it's my job to be visible. Like as a business mm-hmm. owner who wants to attract amazing clients, the thought that she has adopted is it's my job to be visible. And mm-hmm. so that really that. changed just how she started showing up. So, you know, as my audience will know, I talk about professional practices. It's like there's things that we feel like doing and then there's things that we do because we know that it's good for our business and we know that it's one of the things. It's kind of like saying, I don't really feel like doing my account, so I'm just not going to do it. It's actually part of my <laughs> job. Really do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually part of my job as a business owner if I want to run a good business yes. is to do my accounts or do my content or whatever it is. And so I think also just shifting the mindset where you're like, okay, so maybe once a week, like you were just saying, I'm going to shoot one video. That's a professional practice that I'm going to get into and commit to because it's my job to be visible and I know it will help my business to grow. And so I think the way that we think about it is so important too. Very much so. And, you know, you say that I've got post-it notes in front of me on my desk that say, this is your daily reminder to show up. I've been in the video industry for 10 years and that post-it note is on my desk now to remind myself to show up, to do those things. The next one says, I deserve to have it all because if I don't do the showing up, I can't get it, right? My business isn't going to grow. So those post-it notes, those business practices are so important because it is your job as a business owner to show up. And for me, I've taken it to the next level. My nails are always pink. Like I've got pink lipstick on. There's pink sneakers sometimes. You know, there's always an element of pink for me that means that I'm in my head. I'm on brand all the time. I'm I'm good. I can jump on camera anytime because I've got an element of brand that I'm like, that nails it for me. You know, that's actually what started it. (laughs) I'm creating this because it's on, on brand for my business talking about what I need to share. So you're right. It's, it's, it's rituals, it's baby steps, and you're never going to be an, it's, you're not an overnight expert. No one's going to be an overnight expert. It's, it's takes time. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. Cause I know that we're just in this time where it's, you know, video content is in demand. It's what is expected. And I know so many people struggle with it. So is there anything else that you feel like we need to think about or know, Rebecca, before we wrap up? I think the key thing to know is that you're not alone in feeling scared, nervous, a little bit, you know, on edge about the whole scenario of getting on camera, but the more you do it, the better you're going to get. And so I think if you're listening to this now and you're not creating content, challenge yourself, write that post-it note, create that one video a week, tag me and Sue so we can share it if you want us to, you know, it's, 
it's about just having people around you that go, you nailed that, mate. Keep going. Like that was a great video. I love that content. Or just just get started. Just just do that one thing, that one post-it note, that one baby step. I love it. So good. Yes to baby steps. We love that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And so, Rebecca, where can my audience find you? What have you got coming up? What do they need to know about? Amazing. Well, you can find me at RebeccaSaunders.com. There you'll find everything I offer video-wise. So I think the number one thing you want to go click on is the Video Academy. That's where you'll learn all of the things to learn how to create videos for your business, how to show up, get confident. I'm going to do redo that. How to show up, get confident, um, create content without the stress. So that's number one. And if you want the little snippets and to see how I show up on socials with video, I'm on the Rebecca Saunders on every social channel. Fantastic. We will have all of those links in the show <laughs> notes as well. But thanks for coming on and sharing all of your video Thank tips. You. I've had such a blast. It's been fun. So good. So have we inspired you? Are you going to get on video? Are you going to start taking little snippets here and there and do something interesting and exciting? Let us know. Make sure that you connect with Rebecca. Let me know in the DMs how you go with this. Let me know the good things, the bad things and everything in between. But I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.